Well, good morning, everyone. So, as the ushers are uh, collecting the offering, uh, I want to tell you something exciting. So, you, those of you that uh, were here throughout December, you heard us talk about and encouraging you to give uh, towards the fund that we're collecting uh, to support Nass Lake uh, in partnership with us to send all of Westwood School uh, to camp this summer. And I just want to give you some encouraging news. In the month of December, um, we raised over $18,000 to send there. Isn't that amazing? Which means that the fund to send kids to Nest Lake from Westwood School now sits at 40 of the $60,000 we need. So I, I just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you for your generosity. Uh, it's such a joy to be part of a church uh, that loves to give and bless its community. So keep it up. It's awesome. Uh, so for those of you who don't know, uh, my name is Pastor Ryan. Uh, I oversee our local and global mission stuff we do, and I also oversee our microchurches, our small expressions of church, uh, which are based on, uh, on mission discipleship, worship, and community with one another. And if you're not currently connected to one of those microchurches, uh, reach out to me or Pastor Robin. We'd love to get you connected. Um, it's an awesome way to experience the life of the church together. So uh, this morning, uh, it's my joy to continue uh, in our series on prayer, uh, although we're not talking so much about the joyful side of prayer today. We're talking about lament. Um, and for some of you, you might be wondering, what exactly is a lament? Like, what, what does it mean to lament? What, what is that? Well, essentially, uh, it's simply this. Lament is a prayer expressing sorrow, pain, or confusion. It's essentially taking your pain, your suffering, the things you're going through, and taking it to God and saying, like, I need you, God, to walk with me through this. This is hard. And of course, it makes sense that, that sorrow, pain, confusion, these kinds of things are hard because God never actually originally designed us to have to walk through those kinds of things, right? Like, if you go back to the original creation story, Everything was good and perfect, and there was no death, suffering, pain, any of that kind of stuff. But then, us as human beings, we chose to rebel and, and do things our own way, and we brought in pain, confusion, death, all these things into the world. And so, it only makes sense when we face those things then, that we actually take those things to the Creator who never intended for us to experience those things in the first place. And it deeply, I believe, grieves God's heart that we walk through those things. And in fact, uh, as we'll get into, that's why He sent Jesus to make a way so that we could experience new life in the new heaven and earth He's one day making, where there will be no more pain, sorrow, suffering, or confusion. But in the meantime, when we walk through those things, God invites us to take it 
to him. And that's really what lament is all about. And sometimes, though, we get, we get a little confused about this whole thing, and, and we think that, you know, prayer, we have to go to God, uh, and we have to, we have to go to Him like we have it all together, or we, we have to go to Him with praise, or maybe with, like, the things we want or need, but really, like, pouring our hearts out to God, like, like really, like, in tears, and, like, like, really letting God into what's actually going on inside of us, like, that's okay, yeah, in fact, over 50 of the Psalms. There's a book called the Psalms in Scripture, and there's 150 Psalms. And of those, over 50 of them are lament. Like, if God didn't want us to do this, why did He have so many of them be lament? And if that wasn't enough, there's a whole book called Lamentations, which, as you might have guessed from the title, is all about lament, right? And then, if you, if you don't want to see lament, definitely do not read any of the prophets, right? The prophets, a lot of what they're writing is them lamenting over the way that the people of Israel are choosing to live. Like a good chunk of the Old Testament is dedicated to this idea of lament, of this idea of crying out to God and saying, look, this isn't how things are supposed to be. And, and, and then Jesus himself, the Son of God, even he laments. Like the night before he goes to the cross, he's praying and it says he's actually sweating blood. Like he's so like consumed with like grief, sorrow, anxiety about what's to come that he's actually sweating blood. And he's praying like, God, if there's any other way... He's lamenting what he's about to endure. So we're invited to take our pain, sorrow, confusion to God. It's even modeled by the Son of God himself. So with that in mind, I want to talk a little bit about, well then, if this is true, like what types of lament uh, do we see often in Scripture? What types of lament um, are there? A common one is lament over injustice, like something in the world that just isn't right. It shouldn't be that way. Like an example of a modern-day example of something you might want to lament over is human trafficking, right? Like people are not meant to be bought and sold. People are not meant to be enslaved, for the purpose of someone's fantasies or someone's cheap labor, right? That's unjust, and we should lament that. That should bother us, and we should cry out to God about things like that. Sometimes the lamenting is over your own personal pain, suffering, and some of you are walking through this right now. Maybe it's physical health complications. Maybe it's uh, emotional pain, grief. Loss. You're walking through some type of pain or suffering in your life, and you're taking it to God. Or if you're not, I encourage you to. And saying, God, this is hard walking through this season of life right now that I'm experiencing. But sometimes it's also over the pain and suffering of others. There's a loved one, someone close to you, a friend, a family member, whatever it might be, that's walking through something difficult. 
And you're like, God, would you intervene? Would you heal them? Would you, would you do something to change the circumstances that they're walking through in this season? God, please. Um, and then a final one is over personal sin or sometimes the sin of others or, or, or corporate sin like us as a church could be. Like you see that's, that either yourself or someone else is falling short of God's perfect plan for their life and you're like, God, I, I'm, I'm going in the wrong direction and I, I'm sorry, I, I need you, God, to help me in this. Or, or, or maybe it's someone you care about and you're like, God, like I'm concerned for them. I think that their life is going down a path that isn't going to end well for them. Would you do something? Would you intervene? So these are some of the common types of lament that we see in Scripture. All right? With that in mind, I want us to think about, so there's some things I believe that we actually need to know about lament. And this is actually uh, from an author named N.T. Wright. And so, in case you think I'm brilliant, no, N.T. Wright is. Uh, and I'll give, him the, I'll give him the credit rather than take it for myself. Um, so, some things he says that we need to know about lament. One is, it's a form of praise. It's a form of praise. Because, here's why. When we lament, it's turning to God. It means we have a relationship with Him. It means that we trust Him, and therefore, it is an act of praising Him. It's an act of worship to lament, to, to be vulnerable with God, to open up and let Him in to what we're really thinking and feeling. And the funny thing is, He knows anyways. He'd just really rather we talk to Him about it. The other thing is, it's proof of a relationship. I mean, think about this. When you're going through something difficult, who do you want to talk to? Probably someone close to you that you trust, right? Ideally, that's who you'd want to turn to. So when we turn to God, it's proof that we actually have a meaningful relationship with Him. It's saying, God, I trust you. I want to invite you into this pain, this hard thing that I'm walking through. Would you join me in that? Would you help me through that? Would you give me the strength, the courage I need, the peace I need, God, to walk through this? The other thing uh, is, is that it's actually a pathway to intimacy with God. I mean, if you think about it, if you've gone through something hard in your life, and somebody walked with you through that hard time, there's probably a good chance that when you got on the other side of that, that you had a deeper relationship with that person. And it's the same with God. As we walk with Him through stuff, our relationship with Him becomes more intimate as we're more vulnerable, as we're more open, as we're more honest about the pain, the hurt that we're feeling we start to develop a deeper relationship with Him. It's also, it's a prayer for God to act. And often it it comes with us admitting our own helplessness to do 
something to change the situation. I mean, because let's face it, sometimes we're going through hard and difficult things because of our own choices, and maybe there is something we can do about it, but often the pain and suffering that we're facing, it's because we live in a hard, broken world. And the pain and suffering we may be experiencing are completely beyond our control, and it might not have been, had anything to do with anything we have done ourselves. And so we cry out to God, and we say, God, would you act? God, would you give us a taste of your kingdom? Like, we know that one day you're going to make things all right again, but would you do that now? Would you give me a taste of that right now, of you intervening and doing something, giving your child a good gift in this situation that is so difficult? It's a prayer asking God to act. So these are some things that we need to know. And there's one last thing I, w- I think we need to know about lament, and that's this. Oops, jumped a little far. It's participation in the pain of others, right? Like wh- when we actually are praying and it's a lament because others that we know that we care about are walking through something, and we begin to pray for them, and we come alongside them, and we're praying with them, maybe together, or we're letting them know we pray about them, it's, it's a way of carrying one another's burdens. It's a way of saying, yeah, I know this is hard, and I, you know, I don't really know what I can do, but here's what I know I can do. I can, I can enter into this pain with you, and I can pray on your behalf about this, because I agree that this is hard, this is painful, and this is not how it should be, and so let's turn to God with it. And as you do that, you're participating in the pain of others. And so these are some things we need to know. So this is from N.T. Wright. But there's one last thing that I think that the Holy Spirit laid on my heart that I want you to know about lament, and that's simply this. Lament is not a failure of faith, but an act of faith. Let me say that one more time. Lament is not a failure of faith, but an act of faith. Sometimes we feel like, well, if I cry out to God and I admit that I have my doubts or I admit that I'm going through pain or I admit that I'm going to hardship, it shows a lack of faith on my part. So I don't want to do that. No, it doesn't. It's an act of faith because you're saying, God, I trust you enough to invite you into the hard stuff. I trust you enough to invite you into the most difficult, hardest struggles of my life. And that is actually probably one of the biggest acts of faith there is. Saying, I I invite you into all of my life. Nothing's off limits, not the hard stuff, not anything, God. Walk with me even in this. Because really at its core, lament is you giving an invitation to God to enter into your pain with you. He's already there. He already wants to walk alongside you. He's already there with open arms, you know, ready to say, yeah, let's walk through this together. And lament, when we actually practice it, it's, it's like us saying, yeah, I'm inviting you in, God. Come join me. Come walk with me through this. I'm asking you to do that, Jesus. I need you. I need your help. I need your Holy Spirit to guide me through this, to give me strength, to give me courage, to give me your supernatural peace that transcends all understanding, that, that isn't dependent on my circumstances. 
So if all this is true about lament, then let's get down to the practical. How do I practice lament? And I found that actually Psalm 13, which is a lament, lays out kind of four steps in lament. Like, you can practice lament however you want. It can just be like a messy, blubbery, pouring yourself out to God and you make it up as you go along. But if you want like a biblical way of how you see lament is often practiced throughout the Psalms and, and in different aspects, of, in different parts of the Scripture, here are kind of like the four steps that you often see biblically when it comes to lament, the elements of lament, if you will. So here it is. Uh, so if you have uh, your phone with you and you want to turn uh, to the Scriptures there, uh, or if you have the hard copy, a book, go for it. Um, but Psalm chapter 13, um, and if you don't have any form of the Bible, you'll just have to trust that I'm not leading you astray. Actually, better yet, go check it later. All right, so verse 1 says this. It says, How long, Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? So step one is actually turning to God, saying, I'm turning to you with this. And that's what we see as David writes, how long, Lord, will you forget me? He's feeling like God is far off. Anybody relate? Anybody ever feel like God feels far away sometimes? Yeah, right? Thank you, Mark. (laughs) The rest of you, I know that you probably have. Come on now. Right? So it's David, he's turning to God, and he's being really honest. He's saying, like, God, you feel really far away right now, and I need you close. I'm going through something hard. I want to feel your presence right now. How long will you hide your face to me? So there's this, this aspect of actually turning to God. That's how a lament begins. But then second, bring your complaint. What's the hard thing that you're walking through? What's the challenge? What's the pain you're facing? What's the confusion? Where's the doubt that you have? So David, in verse 2, he says, how long must I wrestle with my thoughts? Anybody relate to that? Anybody have to wrestle with their thoughts sometimes? Right? Uh, And day after day have sorrow in my heart. How long will my enemy triumph over me? Okay, so he's bringing his complaint. How long is he going to have to wrestle with this He's saying to God, how long is my enemy going to have to triumph over me? How long are these hard things that I'm going through going to have to continue? He's bringing his complaint before God. Third, he asks boldly for help. Listen uh, to this in verse 3. He says, look on me and answer, Lord my God. I mean, that's pretty bold, right? He's saying, God, answer me. Give light to my eyes or I will sleep in death. And my enemy will say, I have overcome him and my foes will rejoice when I fall. It's, a, it's a asking God boldly to help, to, to enter into the situation with you. And then finally, David ends, as many laments end, with choosing to trust. And often the choosing to trust you'll see is a, is, is a praise. It's a, it's a worship of God. Listen to what verse 5 says. But I trust in your 
unfailing love. My heart rejoices in your salvation. I will sing the Lord's praise, for He has been good to me. He knows that even as he's walking through this pain, that ultimately God is good, and he reminds himself of how good God is. Even in spite of the hardship he's going through, he chooses to put his trust in God. And I want to encourage you to do the same. And I want to share you a little bit. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call you to action and give you a chance to actually act and practice lament a little bit today in a, in a specific way. But before that, I wanted to share a little bit about what lament has meant to me. Many years back, I lived in uh, Campbell River. And uh, one of my favorite things to do whenever I, I was uh, going through something hard was to go to the ocean to pray. And one night, I lived right across, at the time I lived like, like, see that exit door there? That's where the ocean was from my house, right? Pretty cool. Prince George is a little further. <laughs> um, so I would often, at night, walk across and just pray into the ocean. And this was a particularly stormy night, so it's windy, big, crashing waves, which is awesome, by the way, for lamenting, because nobody can hear you, you're just kind of screaming into the wind, Right? fantastic. And I was lamenting over the fact that one of my good friends was going through something tremendously difficult. Um, and so I was just crying out to God and asking Him to act on His behalf. And He did, but not the way I expected. Two weeks later, my friend died of a heart attack. And I went back to that ocean to cry out in grief this time. But that's what lament is. Saying, God, I don't understand all this. I'm glad my friend isn't going through this anymore. But I don't get it. I don't get why a good man is no more There's a rawness to it. There's an honesty. There's an invitation. And that's what I choose to do when I go through hard stuff. I choose to go and lament and to pour my heart out to God. And so I want to invite you to do the same. Not as some practical thing I read in a book that in some theology class that they said this is a good idea out of something that has been my experience. Let God enter into your pain with you. He longs to carry your burdens. He longs to walk alongside you in the hardest and most difficult times of life. He's just waiting for the invitation. And so this morning, you'll see that we have a cross over here, and 
two tables with some pens, and some sticky notes. What we want to invite you to do, sometimes practicing lament and corporately it's kind of tricky because it's often a very intimate, private thing. But we want to give you an opportunity to do it corporately. And so I just want to invite you, if there's something on your heart that you want to lament today, just come up and just, even if you just want to write one word, you don't have to like get into like the whole story, right? You take up the whole sticky notes. No one else has any left. But just like, even if you just want to write one word, even if it's a code word so no one else knows what you're talking about, and I just want you to, would you just come and stick it on a cross as an act of saying, God, I am inviting you into this. I am laying it, I'm literally sticking it on the cross and saying, you need to join me in this. And so uh, the worship team is going to just play quietly, and then I invite you to do this. And I'm just going to be over here, and I'm going to invite Pastor Rob and, and, and Pastor Robin uh, to join me. And if you're like, I need someone to join me in my lament this morning, and you want to pray with somebody because you're going through something hard, I'm right here. We're right here. We'd love to pray for you this morning. Um, so uh, take it away, worship team, and I invite you at any time to just come up and write on a sticky note and stick it uh, to the cross as an act of uh, lament prayer this morning.
Well, feel, feel free to continue to come and pray or put a sticky note on. Um, but I just want to close in a, in, a, in a prayer. But then most laments in Scripture end with praising the Lord. And so even though you may be going through something hard, I'd ask after we finish praying that you would join in this song that says, even though I'm going through hard stuff, it is well with my soul. And this has often been a song that I have sung after lamenting. And so I just would ask that you join me in worshiping in this way after we pray together. Let's pray. Jesus, I know many of my brothers and sisters here this morning are going through difficult times. And we just ask, Jesus, that you would enter into that pain with them, God, that they would sense your presence with them, that they would know that you are for them, God, and that you love them dearly and that you are right there in the midst of whatever it is they're going through. And so, Jesus, we pray and we would ask that you would give them the gift of sensing that your presence is with them, God, and that you would work in a mighty and powerful way in their lives. And we just pray this in Jesus' name. And God, now we just want to praise you. So let's, uh, if you want to sit, if you want to stand, have complete freedom in however you want to worship in this way. But uh, I encourage you, uh, if you can, and you're willing to join us in singing it as well with my soul. When peace like a river attendeth my way, when sorrows like